It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. I'm Rob Murphy. Welcome along to another episode previewing the Gloucester game. Our sponsors are Murty Rabbits Bar in Galway at the end of Foster Court. What a great location. What a great pub for a pre and post game fun. But it's also a great pub for a December 12th event that we're hosting in association with our role in Galway Bay FM, the Over the Line Rugby Special. All proceeds going to the hospice. What a great charity. And it's on at 7 o'clock on Thursday evening ahead of the Gloucester home game, the 12th of December. Get yourself some tickets. Just 10 euro. All proceeds going to the hospice. That's at Murdy Rabbit's Bar. Myself and William will be up on stage and we have a lineup that's going to be, well, well worth attending for some great stuff that we're going to get, dig into much deeper than we can sometimes do on the podcast. On this week's podcast, joining me here in Galway City live as we record. Alan Deegan, welcome along. Hi, Rob. That long pause just confused the hell out of you. Did. <laughs> it did, yeah. Let's just, you know, leave it in there anyways. Uh, William Davis, welcome along. Good evening, Rob. I was just messing around with the idea of live and, you know, it is a podcast, so it's not live. Exactly. Thank you. Lads, clearly not in front for any of that nonsense because there's a big game to be played on Sunday. Is it right to say this is the biggest game of the season? Um, yeah, I think so uh, because it's, this, it's, it's sort of the start of the double headers. And at the end of these two games, you'll know whether Europe is still viable or whether Europe has closed off. And I think Connacht are aware of that and Gloucester are certainly aware of it because they haven't won a game and they've lost five games in a row um, in all competitions. So they're under a bit of pressure. They're at home, very demanding fan base. And Connacht go there after an interesting victory, I think, over the Kings the weekend. Um coasted through it a little bit got a bit sloppy made a few errors were never going to lose the game and got five points but they set very high standards and I'd say they were a bit annoyed with themselves but they'll have moved on now and they'll be focusing on a team who let's face it Connacht old Gloucester they certainly do Alan with the croaky voice get that right for the weekend won't you yeah yeah hopefully it'll be sorted by then yeah who is this guy I hear you say <laughs> um yeah, look, this is our fifth time in the playing back-to-back in the Heineken Champions Cup and the only team to have beaten us on both occasions were Gloucester. Mm, see, you might notice his voice, but you'll notice his stats. Anyways, here is uh, the press conference uh, lineup, and we're going to follow that on with some Gloucester audio. At the launch of this competition, William Davis caught up with Johan Ackerman, but that's later. Here's what the Connor Kemper saying. You're going to hear the voices of Kyle Godwin, followed by Dennis Buckley and Andy Friend. The win on Saturday evening, five points. Did it become a game where players were coasting a little bit, maybe mentally, because they it, it was funny in the first half. You had no possession, but you still got three tries. And it sort of felt one at half time. Was there a disappointment maybe that Connick didn't just add a couple more tries in the second half just to maybe get the, the points that should have been considering how well they were playing? Yeah, definitely. We um, we spoke about it as a team. Um, we felt that we didn't go out there with the the intensity that we needed in order to uh, really put the, the Kings away. Um, all, all due respect to Kings, they're, they're they're still a quality side. You know, they've got some attacking threats, and as they showed, um, they they were able to put some points on us. But um, yeah, after the game, the boys, as much as we got the bonus point win, we were still disappointed. And I think that's a sign of a team that really wants to go far. So for me, I. To be in a team like that where we actually, we, we got the W, we got the win, but the boys weren't happy with the result um, in terms of how they performed. So, you know, it's really positive in terms of that where we hold, hold holding each other to that high standard. 
very much the defining two games possibly in Europe for Connacht. It's the back-to-backs, uh, Gloucester, familiar opposition. So, uh, what's the mood around? Yeah, I think um, everyone's excited. Um, you know, we we got through last weekend, and maybe wasn't our best performance, but we got five points, and and now we can really focus into into these two fixtures and starting with the the fixture this weekend over there. Um, yeah, like you said, we've had some some games against them in the past that maybe haven't gone our way, but I don't think that. That counts for anything, you know. Saturday or Sunday, I should say, is uh, it's eighty minutes, and and anything in the past doesn't count. It's just what we go out and do on the day. So, um, yeah, really excited. What are you expecting from them? They're very, I'd say they're a very typically English Premiership side. They're they're third last season. They're big. They're awkward, but they have lost five games in a row. Yeah, but that losing five in a row probably makes them a little bit more dangerous. Um, like they'll be they'll be they'll be going into this game knowing that they, they have to win and, and you know, when you look at their team they've got some really dangerous players and particularly in the back line and in, the, in their pack they've got a, a big physical English pack as well but at times they can play some really expansive rugby and they've got a really good offloading game and can play with a really high tempo so it's going to be up to us to try and um, stop that and shut down some of their, their exciting players Looking back to Saturday um, five points but a performance maybe were some some players get out of the whole team just a little bit guilty of coasting, and I'm talking more mentally than physically, uh, and switched off a bit in the second half when they when they got the fourth try, everything seemed to come to a bit of a standstill. It was a really frustrating game, and um, we've we've talked about that uh, as a squad. I mean, I think the, the most difficult bit was it was a Saturday game, and we didn't talk about it till Tuesday, so. Filled a lot of phone calls from players on Sunday and Monday saying, can we not put this to bed? <laughs> because it was hurting them. Um, it wasn't necessarily an element of case. Some of it was we were trying too hard. I felt that our, our players that came onto the pitch um, possibly trying a little bit too hard. There was other elements of it. We, we, our timing was just off. And, you know, we've, we trained beautifully through the week and sometimes that just happens. Um, I suppose the only pleasing thing out of that was we got five points. We got a win. We didn't play good football. Um, we've discussed it. We know we, we need to be better and we will be better. Gloucester and Connacht. Connacht have never beaten them. They've got very close a lot of times, a lot of heartache in King's home. A couple of games they should have won there. Uh, but does that? do you look back at all at that or do you just have to put a line through that? Yeah, we're a different squad than any other Connacht squad. So they'll be a different Gloucester team than any other Gloucester team. It's another team that's wanting to get a... A win as are we um, we've had a good look at what they do we know what we're capable of uh, we'll be heading over there with a team that we think can win and, and that's that's our intention If it doesn't go Connacht's way they're still in the competition <coughs> yep. pressure would become then probably needing three wins <coughs> out of three uh, does that is there any danger that that's in the back of players heads or you know they think well you know we, we can still get it done if we win two games and go and go to Montpellier I honestly don't think it is because it's certainly not. We haven't discussed that, and it's not in uh, any of the coaches' heads. We had a really healthy chat on Tuesday, yesterday, as a coaching group, and said, you know, what, "What do we honestly think?" And resounding, "Yeah, we're going there to win. Good." As I said, I think I'll always, you know, I'm always going to say we're going to go and win, and I do genuinely believe that. I am the eternal optimist with that, but. Um, it's always good to check in with the other coaches and, and they're of the, of the same opinion. I mean, talking to our leadership group, 100% the same opinion. So the only mindset we're going there with is that we're going to go and win this game of rugby. What's the one thing that'll win this game for Connacht on Sunday? Our intensity. So, 
you know, I, I thought we lacked uh, intensity and accuracy on the weekend. Um, and to me, the, the first part of that day is the intensity. So when it, it, it's funny sometimes if, you, if you're waiting for accuracy, you don't you don't tend to be as intense or as or as uh, be physical and and uh, as determined going forward as you need to be, whether it's an attack or defence. But if you bring intensity, it's amazing how quick the accuracy follows from that. So. Uh, for me, it's, it's all about intensity. You're on European rugby again and Connacht up against Gloucester again, who are one of our most regular opponents. Uh, our Connacht record is very poor against um, Gloucester, but it's usually a very, very tight game. So it's the back-to-backs as well, and that brings an added pressure when you have to turn around very quickly in December. Yeah, I know, definitely. Um, you know, obviously, uh, my first experience of Europe was, Connacht was part of that as um, we had to play the quarterfinals there. And, and, you know, it was the first time we I saw that ground and, and, and especially the, 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 the passionate crowd. So it's going to be a great challenge. We're looking forward. I think both teams over the last two years since we've played each other has developed and, and you know obviously there's been a change in, in personnel and, and it's going to be interesting and on how we got I see they've got currently great form you know they're playing good rugby and they uh, um, uh, you know I think at the moment playing a bit better than us but um, obviously it's going to be a few weeks still before we meet each other and like you said the back to back is making the interesting part not a lot of days in between to change tactics and uh, and plans but uh, it's, it's going to be a big challenge for us um, but uh, one that uh, I think has got a, a rich history between the two clubs and one looking forward to and before we get stuck into a bit more chat the injury update Owen McKeown has returned to full training he probably won't be considered for selection for the first game against Gloucester but he will be in contention for the home game Kieran Marmion will not be available for either of the Gloucester games, but should be available around Christmas in the interprovincial games in the Pro 14. Paddy McAllister, Tiernan O'Halloran, Gavin Thornbury, Stephen Fitzgerald, and Dara Leader are all continuing their rehab programs from various injuries and are still looking at late December to early January returns. Tom Farrell is on a much longer return to injury after his shoulder surgery, as is Sean O'Brien. On Goy Bay FM this weekend, you can, well, you can really guess at this stage, we're going to be all over it. Live coverage of the game from King's Home. Myself, Alan and William will be over there. Lindley as well. Plenty of audio all around the edges for that weekend. We're, f- we're travelling on Saturday, I believe, Alan. We are indeed, and I, I think we might even have a nice car to drive in on the far side. Ooh, do, we get, do we get a nice fancy car in the car rental, William? Yeah, I think so. Producer William? Yes. You're making up for that time you got us a Nissan Note the one time you weren't around when we were going to breathe. No, it was a Nissan Micra. Yeah, it wasn't a Note. Note would have been good. And that was to breathe. Oh my God, we were like three hours on the motorway in the Micra. Exactly. William wasn't there. Exactly. Causation, correlation? Uh, No. Anyways, okay, moving on. He's doing good for us and we're slagging him. Thanks for the nice car at the weekend. I can always cancel it. No, 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 no. Bring it back. Thank the producer and say nothing else. Uh, we we got up quite an interesting setup for this game. It's going to be good fun. One o'clock kickoffs sometimes take away a bit of the edge in the atmosphere. I don't think you can do Enton to take away the edge from the shed. You could play a game at like six a.m. and it'd still be some atmosphere. 
they're more used to these early kickoffs. Oh, good point. Than yeah. Connacht fans are, and they play a fair bit of Sunday rugby as well in the Premiership. Three o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's it's not quite the same as you know because Connacht's the return game is at twelve forty-five on a Saturday, mm. and it's probably one of the busiest shopping Saturdays of the year, the fourteenth of December. It's just a di- slightly different challenge. But Gloucester, it'll be. I, I would assume it'll be packed. Um, I hope it's packed and I hope it's a good atmosphere. I'm sure there'll be plenty of Connacht fans there as well. You can almost do it as a day trip if you're prepared to fly at ten past six in the morning and come back in the evening. And it it's a very important game. I, mean, I watched Gloucester against uh, Harlequins on Sunday. Game they probably should have won. They didn't look great. They looked a bit puzzled at the end as to how they hadn't got the performance done. And Danny Cipriani is undoubtedly a very talented player, but he does go a bit AWOL in games. Uh, ben Morgan at eight. They're very forward dominated. They're quite ponderous in their setup, but then they, they, when they get the opportunity, when they, they get close to, you call it the red zone, I suppose, they can speed things up a bit. Mm. But five losses in a row is a big challenge for them. And there was a kind of a hint on the commentary, just a hint. They really are concerned. Every every English team at the moment thinks they can win the Premiership because Saracens are probably not going to win it. So you just don't know where they're thinking, where, where Europe and the English Premiership are for them. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I did like the way they attacked around the fringes and Harlequins. It was actually a poor enough game. It was slow, stop, start. So I'm not sure where both teams are overall, Alan. Where are Connick coming into this one? Handy friend feels like it could be the do or die game in the group. Well, you got you got more. This one's more important than the following week for Connacht. I don't think so. I think he said it. I I maybe to put pressure on his own players who he was annoyed at who didn't play as well as they probably could have done at the weekend and 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 sort of was a little bit of okay, guys, you keep telling me how good you are. Well, then show me, you know, you know, show me and and let's see what you can do. Like I say, we owe Gloucester quite a lot. The forecast for the weekend is wind and possibly rain, which would make it five out of five at away matches that it's going to be wet, which might suit Gloucester more than it suits us. Um, Daniel's just telling me tonight that we've given away double, you know, um, 10, 11, 12 penalties in the last couple of games, both against packs who are bigger than ours. So when we get against packs who are bigger than us, we tend to give away more penalties. I'm sure we're going to see that again at the weekend and in wet weather. That's not something we'd be looking forward to. Having said that, Maybe if Billy Twelve Twelve Trees is kicking, they mightn't score as many penalties. Yeah, I, I'm not sure that it. I mean, I, I don't think if Connacht lose this game, they're they're out of this uh, European competition at all because they've won a game. Gloucester are out if they lose because they, they 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 at that stage they've got two bonus points. I suppose it, it would depend if they got a bonus point and lost, they could still get to 18 points. So both sides are still in it, effectively. Um, and Connor would love to win. It would, it would give them a great boost. And I suppose then it would be a challenge to see how they would do at home because I suppose Gloucester would probably feel if it was a tight game at King's Home, it could be a tight game, tight game in Galway and they might come out on the right side of it. They generally do against Connacht. And that's the, the other issue is Connacht's record in England is appalling. 25 games, two wins. I think they haven't won a game. It'll be... Nine years, 361 days on Sunday since they won a game in England, which was against Worcester way back in 2009. Michael Bradley was still in charge. Indeed, and they won 26-21 at uh, uh, six ways. Uh, when they and they actually won, beat them then the following week here. Uh, in, they won that doubleheader round, and 
There's been some tight games in England and there's also been some appalling games in England. And I appreciate that if Andy Friend and the current squad were sitting here with us, they would probably say, so what? Because they look on it as a new game and a new day. But it is an issue. We struggle against English sides. We don't struggle as badly against French sides. Yeah, because even if you look at the, the away record in the Champions Cup, we haven't won a game in England in the Champions Cup. We've won a game in France in the Champions Cup because we beat Toulouse, but we haven't won a game over there. But with Gloucester, we tend to be close. Four, four, six and eight points are the difference in the four games. Wow, really? Yeah. There was an extra time in there, wasn't there? There was, and, that, and that, that eight points was one where they scored the very last play of the game, which was a break. when They, they made a break at the very, very last play, and that was the extra time. With the, everyone was shattered at the end of the game. They played so well. They gave us a standing ovation off the pitch that day, and I think you have to earn it over there. It's not just a, a sympathy thing. Oh, yeah, the Shedder. The Shedder wanted the, the better stand to be part of. I know sometimes they can get a bit raucous, but that's what you want. You want, you want to get it. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really looking, I haven't been there since 1991 when Ireland played a warm-up game before the World Cup. And that was a good time to uh, get a quick reminder how the other teams are going. Toulouse play Montpellier in the other game in this group, so I'm sure um, William's brilliant wrap-up, he's going to tell us how they did last weekend, and uh, Gloucester as well. Also, tell us when to watch that game. Can you hear me? You probably can. On Friday, November the 29th, Ulster 29, Scarlets 5, Munster 16, Edinburgh 18. On Saturday 30th of November, Benetton 28, Cardiff Blues 31, Connacht 24, Southern Kings 12, Dragons 12, Zebra 39, Glasgow Warriors 10, Leinster 23, Ospreys 13, Cheetahs 18. Staying with the results for a second, we'll just have a look at Connacht's opponent's in Europe, how they got on on their return to domestic rugby. In the top 14, it finished Montpellier 33, Lyon 8, Toulouse 45, Bayonne 10. And in the English Premiership, Harlequins 23, Gloucester 19. So what do those results mean for the Pro 14 conferences? Conference A first, Leinster 7, Games played, seven wins. Five bonus points, 33 points there on top. Ulster are in second with five wins and two losses. 25 points. They've also got five bonus points. The Cheetahs, four wins, three losses, five bonus points. They're in third on 21. Then there's a little bit of a gap to Glasgow. Three wins, four losses, three bonus points. They're on 15. The Dragons, two wins. Five losses, one bonus point on nine. The Ospreys, one win, six losses, three bonus points on seven. And Zebre have one win, six losses and three bonus points. They're also on seven and they bring up the bottom position in Conference A. In Conference B, Munster, five wins, two losses, five bonus points, 25 are a point ahead of Connacht who also have five wins, two losses, but four bonus points. They've got 24 points in second. Edinburgh, five wins, two losses, three bonus points are in third on 23. The Scarlets, also five wins, two losses, one bonus point. They have 21 points in fourth. The Cardiff Blues are three wins, four losses, three bonus points, 15 in fifth. Benetton are two wins, 
five losses, six bonus points. They have 14 points in sixth. And the Southern Kings are at the bottom with one win, six losses, two bonus points and a total of six points. All the Irish teams are back in European action next weekend, starting on Saturday, December the 7th in Pool 1 at 1pm Irish time. It's Northampton Saints versus Leinster. In Pool 3 at 3.15pm, it's Ulster versus Harlequins. And in Pool 4 at 5.30pm, it's Munster versus Saracens. All the Pool 5 action is on Sunday, December the 8th at 1pm, Gloucester versus Connacht. And at 3.15pm, Irish, 4.15pm in France, it's Toulouse versus Montpellier. All right, that's almost it from us. It's going to be an interesting game. I wonder how many Connick fans are going over. We don't know. It seems, uh, looking on the boards, there's, there's quite a few travelling. Good. There's, there was a lot in sale last year. So. Yeah, because it's, it's relatively easy to get to. You've got Bristol, you've got Birmingham. Oh, yeah. You know, there's, there's a choice of airports and there's, there's plenty of flights. How easy is the drive, William, from Birmingham? You know, that's my problem. But 52 minutes to the hotel and it's 14 minutes to the ground. Oh, that's so easy from Birmingham. That is easy. It's nearly as close as it is to Bristol. It's a better road. It certainly is. All right, we've made it as easy as possible for you. I hope to set the scene. And we'll have another podcast out on Monday. Ooh, Alan's going to be busy editing. Well, Emmett is going to be busy editing that one. You're busy editing this one. I'll do this one. Hopefully, Emmett will do the, the weekend one. <laughs> the team effort here. Don't forget, our sponsors are Murty Rabbits. Don't forget, Thursday, December 12th. Yes, just before the Gloucester home game. So just over a week's time as you listen to this, uh, we will be live in there at 7 o'clock. South from William, steering a whole big chat about Connacht Rugby. Time's old, talking about the stadium, talking about the future, talking about the whole whole load of other things around the edges as well, William. We're looking forward to that. Yeah, absolutely am. Uh, opportunity for people to come along to win some nice prizes and, and ask some questions. It's a very important charity. I think everybody has probably had some connection with the hospice in their time, so um, do come along. Uh, tickets are quite limited, so uh, get in there fast. I want to see lots of craggy rugby podcast fans here. That's it from us. Talk to you soon, folks. Loose, cut it loose. Break out or nothing changes. Sad and confused. Don't wait until you hit.